for the gathering that is here as we have come together in the name of Jesus. And we have invited the Holy Spirit here and feeling here. I want to say in the young that he is welcome to be in our house to do exactly what he would want to do tonight. Father, we pray, Lord God, for those who are not able to be here tonight. Number one and number two, those that just would not come tonight. And Father, we just lift each one of those up. Father, we ask you, Lord, that you'll continually minister into Julia's situation in this hour, Lord God. Father, whatever is going on in that situation, Lord, that you will be able to carry it through and wrap your love arms around her and allow her to know that you are there on her side. And I'll give you the praise and the glory for what you do in that situation. We uplift the body of Dorothy Finn, but mostly, Lord, we lift up her soul, her spirit, and, Lord, we lift up her mind. It is her mind that is doing so much to her. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind every attack of the enemy to try to cause that mind to bring an extra stress on her body. And we release the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind to her in this hour, Lord God. Allow her, Lord God, to feel your power in this, this particular moment, Lord, that see that you have not turned your back on her, Lord, that you're still there to help her. Father, we pray for Pastor Sissy and her family tonight, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that she's going to be coming out of this, Lord God, and she is going to recover without any major issues, and she'll recover quickly. We bind the spirit of infirmity. We come against this COVID virus, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We bind it up and we send it back to the dry place. We will not move in it in the name of Jesus. We are working in the power of the healing of the stripes and the blood of Jesus Christ that's been shed for us on the cross. God, tonight we pray for Tim, Lord. Father, that they'll get the, the very approval that they need in this hour, Lord God, to do what they need to do with this operation and that you'll watch over the surgeon, Lord, uh, with wisdom and knowledge to be able to do exactly what needs to be done. We thank you, Lord, for what you've been doing in our church and what you've been doing in our nucleus. Thank you for those that have prayed for us. We thank you, Lord God, for our future here in this house. And God, we thank you that we're going to be set free and overcome Amen. all of the obstacles, cross over Jordan, possess our promised land yes. in 2022. Anoint Aunt Janice tonight. Let her speak to us the exact words we need to hear and let our hearts and our minds be open to receive and let us apply what we're talk tonight in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I appreciate everyone coming. And I thank God for each one of you. Do uh, and we there were some questions that uh, that I didn't get finished up last week. A, a few things that I felt like we needed to bring out, um, and uh, those questions you may ask yourself about bitter root judgments and expectancies. Uh, they they could be lying hidden very deep within you, and you not not realizing it. Uh, that they're there. I mean, you need. I mean, you know they're there, but where do they come from? We, you know, if we find, if we see where the problem is coming from, we go to the root of it. Then we can deal with it better. You know, if you don't know, uh, if you just get part. In fact, when you're praying, like you, like you say, "Well, Lord, heal them." But if you say in the name of Jesus, we go to the very root cause of this problem, that sickness or whatever it is. Then you go to the root. You, you're praying and taking care of everything. You know, you, so uh, there's so many, uh, many times that that I have, uh, I like to say I go to the very root cause of this problem in my life. If I'm seeing the the manifestation of a of a, a bitter root or something that I'm that I want to get rid of in my life, then I want to find out where it's coming from so that I can I can repent or whatever. Because uh, for the 
cause of it being there. Because that's the number one thing. If we've got a, if we have an issue in our life, then we need to, to know, to repent. And then if we make a mistake and do, do, or doing it, I see it manifesting again, then we, then we repent quickly. Like if it's our mouth, we're saying things we ought not to say. And uh, then we, 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 we all of a sudden we say, well, I can never do it. No, in the name of Jesus, I can do all things through Christ. I repent. I take authority right now over any grounds that I would be giving Satan or any plan because what he's doing, he's waiting on us to say something or do something so he can, he can bring it before the courts of heaven or bring it before the, the Father and say, okay, I got grounds to do that to Janice. And so I don't want to give him any grounds. It's, and I want to take back all the all the grounds that, that has been given to him. Um, and the, uh, the, one of the things that that uh, I wanted to bring forth was uh, like patterns. Patterns are not always easy to see or, and find. Sometimes we will read in our spouse what we judged in one of our parents. You say, well, why is this? Why is why are they acting? Why are they acting this way? See, it's got that squeal to it. No, it doesn't have a squeal. It sounds fine. It does? It sounds much better when you hold it up there. I okay. Okay. Um, but um, so if we are, um, uh, sometimes you could, you could see things that's, that maybe uh, um, that you judged in your, own, in your parents or were treated a certain way, and you say, well, okay, uh, you can make an inner vow and say, well, I'll never do that. Well, then you've done messed up right there. You, and because then the Satan's going to bring it. Okay, they said they would never do it. So all these evil forces, they're going to go forth and try to bring everything in the world they can to make you do it because you said you would never do it. So you have to be careful. And, and to, uh, just like with, with me, uh, like if I would see something going on, I'd say, Lord, help me, strengthen me not to be that way. But so that would be a good way to pray. But if you're going to comment on anything, then you would comment on help me, Lord, in the name of Jesus, not to not to be that way to my to my husband or to my children. You know, some people will say, well, I'll never my children will never act that way. I'll never, they won't never be, they won't, I mean, I'll tell them, you could beat, you could beat those, or you could do whatever, because you got to get rid of that vow, that inner vow you just made, because see, you're going to reap what you sow, if you, if you break a a law, a spiritual law, you are going to reap it, is this making sense? No, it is not making any bad sense. Okay, so, um. I wanted to get that point from last week's lesson that we were, the section that we were going on in the teaching, that uh, if you're seeing something manifest in your life, then uh, look back and see if you judge someone, and then and then break the power from it, uh, the, the, and ask forgiveness or break the curse because you you make a, you make you, uh, you can curse your own self, and and we do have we do know that generational curses come down, so it's not always saying something you did, but it could be something that uh, like a generational curse coming down. So uh, you'll find me a lot of times when I'm praying, I will say any generational curse that's come down on this person to cause this to, this to manifest in their life, 
I ask forgiveness for the sins of the ancestors, but thank God it don't go back any farther but four, four generations. But you know, you're blessed to a thousand generations, but you're cursed to it. You can be cursed to a third generation. You say, well, I thought the curse was broken. It is broken, but it's just like everything else. We've got to apply what the Word of God says about us, we've got to apply it. If He says by His stripes you're healed, and you you can be sick, but if you don't if you don't pray the Word and, and apply it to your life, you you're not going to receive it. So just because it's been uh, the curse is broken, doesn't mean it's going to automatically come down on that you, that, it, that it's already uh, that you won't manifest some things that's coming. Uh, happening in your life from the generation of something your parents did or for generational curses that comes down. So, uh, you know, I think it's so important that we realize where a lot of these things could come from because if you just you just say, okay, the Word says that by His stripes I'm healed, so I thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. But if you've got to deal with a generational curse or something else, then you you say, well, why am I not healed? That could be the reason, because we don't know enough of the world. we got to know the whole picture of what the world says. we got to know what, what, it's, what, it, what, what we need to do. I know that it's by faith, and that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word. But if but uh, we've got to have the faith and, and believe, and we've got to know what to say and what to, what to, how, to, how to apply the Word of God. But um, if we're just supplying one part of it, then we're not getting the answer here. You know, maybe. There was somebody who said, well, I, I have faith. Yes, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. But do you know that doubt and unbelief can cause you not to get it? Help my unbelief. You say, okay, I, you, you believe in for it. But then if you're not applying doubt and unbelief and taking authority over any doubt or unbelief that you have in you or something, you just keep saying you say, okay, by his stripes I'm healed. And then the next, I don't know why I'm going here this like this, but but you say, okay, by his stripes I'm healed, and you're not receiving, you don't haven't received your healing, then there's something else you need to dig in there and find out about. And that's why it's so good for us to be to be uh, uh, learning about the strongholds. But strongholds will make you sick. Strongholds will keep you from being, uh, the, the, uh, from the manifestation of, of living the life that pleases God. A strongholds that keep you your, will cause your marriage to not work. You know things that are happening in your marriage. A stronghold is there to destroy you. I mean, now we know there's good strongholds. So I'm, you know, but we're we're dealing with the with the with the bad strongholds now because we got to know how to get rid of these and how to deal with our with uh. I want my life. I want to be a vessel used of God. I want all. Uh, you know. You know. Jesus was saying. Uh, Satan come to him. He said uh, he, he found no no sin in him. There was nothing there. But I know there's going to be within us. We are not perfect. But I want to have just as much out of me. I want all of it out of me. But I'm saying I know I'm not. I, that we do. We we are only human, and we make mistakes. We know that we're not supposed to say negative things, and we just say them anyway. Sometimes just the enemy comes or it just flies out of our mouth. But we got to repent. But I'm believing. That God is getting us ready to see the manifestation of His glory, to see the manifestation of when we pray for someone, they get healed because we're going to see the root. We're going to we're going to see the whole picture of how we're supposed to be praying.
And, and I'm believing that the manifestation of, of the gifts of the Spirit, of laying on of hands, and of, uh, of people getting healed. Because uh, I know I've probably said this before, but I think some people have gotten into the point in their life to where they have they have been out there so far until, like uh, Pastor Kit was saying or, uh, in uh, some of his teaching, it is so powerful in them until they have to have someone to help them, to pray for them. And I believe that God uses the gifts of laying on of hands for these people that has been, they have, uh, they're so far out there that until it would take a miracle to bring them, bring, to get them healed, or to get them out of their strongholds that they're in, their, their addictions that, that's, that's in their life. Right. And so, we were talking earlier last week, or earlier this past week, about Mr. Tom. You know, we don't really know about, you know, his family or, all I know is he's from New York, but I don't know if we want to talk, maybe talk to Thelma and see, you know, or give us a little background on him and, you know, everybody go and pray for him and see, you know, what he could tell us about his his family, that maybe it's a generational curse, you know, that he's been suffering this for two years and all these people praying for him, but he's seemingly getting worse instead of better. And, and and that that's that's true, and so uh, that's why sometimes, especially, I know, I found this to be true. If um, like I, uh, someone's going to become to be ministered to, you know, like they say, okay, they want to make an appointment, they want they want ministry, okay, and you get in and you think, okay, we're going to be through in just a little while. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter how long it, they, it, it takes to me. I mean, what I'm saying, I always. I'm not. I'm saying, but I'm just saying. Sometimes you think you're going to be able to get get uh, everything taken care of in just a little while. But sometimes just we're going to be on studying a, a little now on life at England, something that's so deep and hurts so far until it, it it's it's a daily thing of getting rid of some things. And so there can be so uh, um, so so many things that's going on in a person's life, and I just let them be out, just you know, if they want to. I mean, they come for personal, nobody's there to hear. And, and uh, even sometimes when we come to our meetings, on, on uh, our, our, the, the times that we, we come out to pray, there might be some times that, that we begin to just minister to one another right here. And, and it might take a lot longer than we think it's going to take to come out to just pray. We don't we don't just come in the door and say, okay, we're going to pray and we're going to, you know, right quick. But sometimes there's some things that's going to, I know I've got, I've got help. Mm-hmm. I know you said you've gotten help. And so it takes time sometimes. Yeah, so you can't be in a hurry about anything. You yeah. just, you, yes, you, you have to. And so that that's why you, what you was talking about, Brother Tom, he, it, it's a possibility that, yes, that he, he might need to just be out. He might need to just, you know, like, um, just think, or she and he, and, and Thelma, uh, he and Thelma might need to just be talking about some things, and, get, and, and between just the two of them, they might get the, to the root of it. But sometimes they can be, and and I and I don't, I, I'm believing that that that, uh, like I said earlier, I'm believing that we're going to get to the point that that they were people is going to get their healing just like that, mm-hmm. and they're going to get it, and so they'll be discerning their spirits and something. Okay. I mean, sometimes they don't have to tell you. Sometimes you know what's going on in people's life. Sometimes you can't say anything because they're not ready to receive it. <laughs> because they're, you know, but but you have to deal. You have to hear what the Spirit is saying. Mm-hmm. you got to be into and say, Lord, give me discerning of, of 
let me know discernment of to know what is going on, what I need to say and what I don't need to say, when I need to say it, and all these. So it's a it's a it's a something that um we just can't give up whenever we see one struggling and they're keeping on. There's everybody's praying and it seems like it's getting worse. We can't give up and say, well, okay, well that's just maybe it's you know you got to keep on praying and seeking. Some people come in and they want instant healing. I mean, instant. Instant, take care of this matter right now. Yeah. But yet they'll turn around. And they, and they. I believe we get what we ask God for. I, really, I mean, I believe we got that at Calvary. But um, our faith has to move forward with, with our healing. You know, it's there. It's always been there. But we... We, we come up here and, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to get that. But then we think that's all we got to do. Mm -hmm. We went and we did it. Now, we don't have to go back home, maybe, and straighten up a whole lot of junk that might be going on. And then we expect God to keep on, you know, keep on taking care of me. Because I'm going to dibble here in the world and dabble over there. And I'm going to come back to church and I'm going to expect God to do we got to have a disciplined life when there's a lot, there's, there's too, too much, too much playing around with the world. And then you come in the house and, well, your prayers sure weren't no good or you, you didn't get me prayed through and all this kind of stuff. But we got the responsibility right here, right here. I can't blame her because I didn't get what I needed. And I don't need to come in here and expect her to deliver me and set oh, me no. free. No. It's between this him and me, he and I, my father and me. I ask you to pray with me and help me. But if I don't come in here with a sincere heart, yeah. if I just come in here uh, in a state of emergency, mm -hmm. and then I just go, you just love me all up, and you pray, da-da-da-da, and then I go right back out in the same old stuff, I've already lost whatever I came in here for. Yeah. Why can't people see that? It's just necessarily that they go back in the same stuff either. Um, Makes it worse. <laughs> we hear a lot of people that I had faith that the Lord would heal me. Yeah, okay. And I prayed for people and they've immediately been healed. Right there, the pain stopped. Mm -hmm. Two days later, they call me back and say I'm hurting again. Okay, and this, this, this verse, and it's written in this tone. Now faith is... Not faith tomorrow, not faith yesterday, not mm -hmm. faith 20 years ago, now faith, present faith, now faith is, and that's how you can keep your, your healing, now faith. I had a girl tell me one time, she came up to me, and I don't know why I said it, uh, I was kind of harsh with her when she said it, she said, I'm praying that the Lord will heal you, and before yes. I could stop my tongue, I said, stop praying that, and she kind of stepped back, and I said, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. You're praying for the Lord to heal me. And I'm thanking the Lord that he's healing me every day. You're not praying with me what I pray for. If it hadn't been for the fact that he was healing me every day, I wouldn't be walking around. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. And that's the deep to do with it. And now, faith, you've got to have faith all the time. And you have to operate and apply that faith. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But, um, right hand side. Last one. All the way. 
Um, one of the things that we that that is is helpful is to to break the power to, to break the power of, of expectancy. So we must come to hate the pattern patterns we see in us. Healing is not complete until you see all the old patterns that that brought destruction turn to positive anticipations for blessings. So um, when we uh, you have to work out your own, I call it salvation with fear and trembling. You you have you have to to. Uh, and I know that's in the word, but that's kind of a dangerous thing to call something that really know do is what and what that really what that really means. And they just go, well, I'm doing it, you know, well, I've done it because I. You know, they just misguided because they don't really know the word. Mm-hmm. Quite work out your own salvation with you. Salvation with fear and trembling the Lord is that God saved you, but he saved your spirit. He did not save your soul, and he did not save your flesh. Your flesh did not change a bit the day you got saved. Your mind didn't really change, and your emotions didn't change, and really, you really didn't change. That's your job. And work out your own salvation and fear and trembling is that you get your uh, your soul, your mind, your will and emotions, and the lust of your flesh in alignment with what God done in the spirit, and let what's in you work itself out on your mind, will, and emotion, and on your flesh. And when everybody's well, I'm trying all I can try. No, God says for them to work it out from your spirit. Amen. Yes. And so lots you, of times we don't. Uh, lots of times people don't even realize the difference in the spirit, soul, and body, and they just don't know. There's a lot of people standing yeah. down and say we're not that way. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, you are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in yeah. a body. Right. You are a three part. You are a three part being. And so, uh, <laughs> but if if you if you would turn to um, uh, Romans twelve. Hmm. says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, has everybody got it? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So we, uh, we have the, God has given every one of us the measure of faith. And I, I don't know, I mean, I see it this way. He's given me uh, the measure of faith that I, when I get in that word, I can understand. I mean, you know, I can see it. It'll open up to me, the Word of God. And if it, you know, you have to meditate in the Word. And I've seen the time that I would just, I would just, 
take one, just one, one verse or just a little bit of it, and I couldn't get a hold of it. And I would keep meditating on it. I would pray in tongues. I would get my spirit quiet, man, quiet. And maybe I didn't get a hold of it. Still didn't get a hold of it. But then all of a sudden, I would be just, it would come to me. When I would be doing something, then I wasn't even thinking about the word, but it would come to me. Maybe about to go to sleep at night, and I would hear the revela- I would get the revelation knowledge of it, and I was seeing the time that I would just pray in tongues. I would, and then it would get my spirit quiet, and I would, I could hear what the spirit is saying. So, so we are. Um, it's important that we do know that 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 we have to get our mind renewed with the Word of God. We have to get it, and so that we can be in that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So, so there's three wills we can be in: good, acceptable, and perfect. Or mature, you're never going to be perfect as far as 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 never making a mistake. But the 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 um perfect will is is more mature, and I want to get I want to get I'm working on it. To get, <laughs> I'm working on getting myself straightened out so that whenever, when, whenever God wants to use me, I will be able to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and I won't be walking, I won't be acting up out of my flesh. Cause I don't, I want to be spiritual minded, not carnal minded. And, and, and I want, I want to be mature enough that, that whatever God's called me to do, that no matter what kind of a, anything that would come against me with it, then I can stand there and smile and still make it, you know, not, just, not fall apart because some people would go in and, you know, we know the enemy is going to come against us when we, when he's going to, he's going to come against us because he does not want the word of God to go forth. He does not want people delivered. He does not want me delivered. He doesn't want any, and he's watching everything he can. If he can find one thing inside of me that's weak, he'll go for that. If he th- if, if I'm easily offended, he'll try his, he'll, you know, I have to try, look, I have to say, look, I will not take an offense because, you know, things is not going to be the way we, you know, we want everything to go the way it should go. The, the spirit, we, but we want, but, but we want to be, I want to be spiritual minded. If I be carnal minded, then I can jump right into the, to getting hurt or say, okay, well, it's not working. Just throw your, throw your hands up. No, you don't do that. You just keep pushing in there. You just keep, you just, just keep believing God that, that it, that it's going to work. And I've stood here and lost my place now. Um, but, um, we've got, um, we, we got all that we need to live a life that pleases God. We have, we have, if we get in that word, we, we have on, on, on the inside of us the ability to do whatever we need, whatever it takes. We have that in us. We just got, we got to know we've got it in us. We got to know that the, that the grace of God is more powerful than anything that would come against us. That word desire. We got to have that, that desire. Des- amen. To for Jesus. Mm-hmm. We got to have that desire to do what he'd have us to do. And if we don't have that desire, then hey. Well, you want to be you you want to be spiritual. You 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 want to have your mind on spiritual things. And if if I've got if I find myself doing uh, wanting to go and do things that's not spiritual, I feel I feel guilty. I mean, I need I need to spend time in the Word. I need to spend time thinking about what the Word says. I need to be, because I have to do it for me because I had low self-esteem. I didn't think I could do anything. I thought, you know, let everybody else do it. And and, and uh, I'll just sit there and listen. But I never will forget when, I, when I, somebody called me. I said, at, 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 sorry, something like, you are sitting on your gifts. You need to get it. And boy, they put me to work. 
They did. <laughs> they did. And I mean, it was like, you know, uh, uh, but so, you know, we have to, we, we can't be pew sitters. I mean, we've got, and we, we've got, to, we've got to learn how to, to, to get in with the program and do, because Pastor Kip can't do it all. We, we, he, he, he's, he's trying to get us all to get out and do what we, you know, you use our gifts. And, and, uh, but, um. It's kind of hard to get even the supposedly children of God to even come to the house to learn what needs to be done to get what they need to get. And that just, that, that really frustrates me sometimes. I'm it makes the important stuff, yeah. Every service is important because every service is for different people, different ones. Amen. You don't want to lose the miss the one that was for you. That's right. Because normally, whenever you decide you ain't gonna go, that's the one you need. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I've learned that. Praise the Lord. We use Jesus. We want to use, we use and abuse the Father too much. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean. So, so t- tonight we're going to be talking about some ingrams. An ingram is caused by a blow so traumatic that it creates patterns which our motor reflexes and even our physical selves automatically, from then on, set themselves into unchanged to an un- into an unchanging patterns. These root patterns or engrams must be dealt with daily, not just one healing session. And in uh, in First Corinthians fifteen thirty one says, "I die daily." It is a matter of daily dying to the old habit structure that has influenced our life. The cross must daily be applied to strongholds. We die daily. If these strongs were, if so, if these strongs were totally removed, our confidence would be in ourselves, not Christ. That's what happens with, with, the, with people that actually try to, to live. The, the very first thing that happens is, is the devil comes in our mind. We all know that, according to Romans chapter twelve, verse one to four. That it's God that brings all the, the, the good out of us. It's God that brings the best that work out your salvation. And what God put in is good, and we're supposed to bring all that out. One reason why a lot of people don't get healed is you hear them say this. I don't know why they got healed. I've been reading the Bible. I've been going to the church. I've been paying the tithe. I've been helping out in the church. I've been praying. I've been doing this. And that shares with you they have this mindset that they're bringing the good to God. And that ain't the way it is. God brings the good to you. And when people fall in that process, that they're bringing the good to God, is they're self-righteous. And God can't bless self-righteousness. You have to understand that God brings the good to you. And it's God that brings your best out of you. That's why you can't grumble at nobody to get them to do better. They're not going to do better. You can grumble all day long. It is going to be an argument every time you do it. Because God's the one that brings the good out. The bottom line is when you grumble with somebody like that, you're grumbling with God, not that person. Because God's got them right where he wants them. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that's as you were talking, Pastor Skip, that said, "Well, I've done all this." They are they're depending on their own works and their own 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 righteousness, and we we've got to know that we're the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. I've got to see myself receiving from the Lord because of what Jesus did, not what I did. The Bible says it's not of works, least any man should boast. And your salvation is a gift. It's not work. And healing is a gift. If you, you healing comes the same way salvation comes. You believe it. You have faith in it. And according to the word, what the word, you believe in that uh, in Jesus and 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 ask Him to come into your heart. So healing comes. So we've made it so hard. Or, or, and, and, uh, it's, it's not about what you do. Now, you need to get in the Word. You need to know the Word. You need, but, because you need to know what's in there for you. But it's not because you've done, because you've done all this. It's because what Jesus did, I think. That's good. That was, that was good. Old strongholds that have been dead for years can spring back to life in the right circumstance, if the right circumstances occur. These must die daily. And just because you're working on something to try to keep them, you have a tendency to do, uh, uh, get upset easy or offended easy or whatever it is. You have to keep working at it. You have to keep saying, I, whatever scripture that you're using, that, uh, you, you have to keep, like with me, I can do all things through Christ with strength and devil. So you can't do that. You're not going to be able to do, you, you can't bring that forth tonight when you come to start. You, you can't, I said, I know I can't devil. You don't, that's the truth. I know I can't, but you know, the one on the inside of me will cause it to come out. Somebody has something they need, the Holy Spirit will cause me, some of us in there to speak, because this is not about a service of, of teaching and everybody going on. This is about coming to, out here and trying to get, uh, uh, just talk and just understand what's going on in our, just, just because something might have bothered me and, and I speak about it and it helps everybody in the whole, in the whole class. So, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's a daily of dying things because I have to constantly tell, tell myself, I know I can do it. Not, I mean, through Him, I can do it through Christ. I know I can't, but I know I can through Him. Daily ask yourself, is, when you start to do something, daily ask yourself, is this what Jesus would do? What He would say? What He would think? What He would feel? Do this in each situation and circumstances that would give, that would give Life to old strongholds. So, if you have a tendency to worry, then you, then you, then that's what you have. You, you, you just have to say, Jesus, I, I, God, I, I don't, I don't worry. I don't have any fear about anything because worry, what is it? It's fear or it's false evidence. You know, it's it's things that you don't. You don't know, and, and something you don't like, and it's not working like you want it to. You worry about that. You don't. I can't do. I can't. I mean, if I if I compare myself to, to go go to Kips and, and Pastor Kips and Tina's house and, and see how they, can, I know I can't keep my house like that. They, I'm, I I have not been able to, but I am working so hard at it, trying to do better. But I've got. You know, when you get older, you have kept so many things, and now I need to just throw away so much. But there's so many things that that. that that we just have whatever the problem is don't worry about it if you don't be concerned if you if you make mistakes just go on and say okay i can do it I, i'm i'm re, i'm i'm redeemed by the blood of lamb i'm free in the name of jesus i love it when i i can feel so good when i say i'm free in the name of jesus i feel something in my bones when i say that i'm free in the name of jesus and it makes me feel good 
because I was so bound up for so many years and now that I know that I'm free in the name of Jesus, I just love to say it. So we've got to realize that Christ must increase, but I must decrease. That's in John 3 and 30. Uh, and since Calvary Road by, by Roy Henson is an, an excellent book that would help uh, in the process of, of the Calvary Road. Now, this is where really I want to start tonight on the crucify, crucifying Bitterroot Strongholds, the Calvary Road, or the Calvary Road, the way of the cross. Uh, this is the, a definition from Bob Sorge. The cross is God's balancing stick. If you're not sure that a certain teaching teaches emphasizes it is properly balanced, examine it through the lens of the cross. The cross is the surest antidote to theological weirdness. It is time to gaze with new wonder at the passion of Christ's cross. So, so um, have you ever been in a service? And 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 you heard something or had to or a teaching or whatever you uh, were getting it from, and um, would like something just didn't sit with you when you heard what they were saying. You didn't know the script, and they brought out a scripture, but you couldn't have quoted it. But it, and then something came came to you a half of something maybe that you had heard you knew was right. You might not be able to quote the script, but enough of it would come to you. Go home, you get your concordance out, or you do whatever you do, and you look it up and you say, aha, they were not right. That was not right. They were not, they were not. So we have to, we have to, it's about this. The word of God is about, to me, is a balance. See, I mean, I don't just gulp up everything I hear. I check it out. You, you got to, you got to check the things out to make sure that they do line up with the word. Um, the axe is all, already laid to the root of the tree. So, so just like with Pastor Kit, uh, this, uh, when, when you, uh, you say, okay, for healing, it's already been there. It's there. So, so it's the, the, uh, the root cause of anything has already been taken care of by Christ. We just got to make sure that we are, are, are knowing what, how to deal with these roots. Because if I'm, if I'm still manifesting, uh, the same thing and I'm, and I'm, and I, and I'm not, uh, delivered from it, uh, that it happens all the time. You know, you can have something that's, that comes every now and then and you, maybe you get upset about something and, and you work on it. You know, that was a weakness that you had or a problem that you had and you deal with it. Uh, but if it's, it, we've got to know that, that, uh, it's already taken care of. We just got to deal with it sometimes more than others. And after a while, it'll get, you'll do it less and less. I've seen the time that I would find myself, uh, overly concerned about something. And then, and, and, and it was like a constant thing I was having to deal with. No, in the name of Jesus, I refuse to worry about that. No, you, you're, you're my helper. You'll take care of me. I, I, I know that, that you will, you'll provide all my needs according to your riches and glory. And, 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 but, but, the, and then later on, I, I noticed I wasn't having to do that as much because I had gotten over the fact that, the, uh, we're growing out of being, uh, bound up by worry or fear. So it, so you just work at it. it it's, it's not something that you that, that happens overnight. Okay. Uh, insanity is to continue doing the same things you have always done, but expecting a different results. And people do that all the time. I've been guilty of doing it too. 
And you've got to do some changing. And you have to take the Word of God and it will change you because you can't change yourself. Because in fact, I have found out the more I try to do something, the worse I get. But if I say, Lord, you, I receive your help, your anointing, your power, and your grace and your mercy, because grace empowers Janice to do what she could never do in her own strength. So that's what I'm, that, that's, that's how I fight with it. Three requirements to, for change to occur. You must hurt enough that you have no choice but to change. I saw someone the other day and, uh, they were, they looked really good. And I, and, and when I seen them and I said, listen, you know, I've been free from my, from my, um, addiction for, uh, all, uh, sort of uh, a length of time, about a year or something like that. And, uh, they pulled out their wallet and they said, look at this. About that thick. I said, you see, you see what your addiction was doing. <laughs> and this is what they said. I was having so many strokes and problems from the addiction that I, I had to quit. I had to change. So the circumstances got so bad in their life till they changed. So, 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 um, you have to want to change. There has to be some reason why you want to, you have, you, you do it. You must learn enough that you have hope for change. Number, number two. Number three, you must receive enough unconditional love that you are motivated toward change. So, uh, we need to always, always remember that we, if when we see, uh, I, I, when I was looking at that person, I think, you know, we, people that has addictions and problems in their life, we should never look down. You should always say, I say this. <clears throat> I thank you, Lord, that it's by the grace of God that I'm not in the same mess that they are in. <clears throat> because we can't, um, it's only by His grace and His mercy, especially if it's been uh, issues that's followed down to generational curses, and you're right in that same family, and you see that thing coming at you. Mm-mm. That's something that 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 um, I have. I I feel like a lot of times people. The reason some people have problems in their life is because they have judged. And thought they were they they thought okay I'm better than that or they think you know I'll I'll never do that and and they like again they have they have um set their self up for Satan to jump on them okay <clears throat> two roads that that Christians may travel for change to occur number one the Jericho Road. Just supernatural, miraculous interventions uh, and healing. So, like you know, that's why I feel like that the gifts of the of the of the, of the laying on of hands and things like that. You will see the the walls will just come down, just instantly. But you know, they got to, just like Sister Betty was saying. You can't. Um, they got to keep their they've got to keep their healing too. You know, it's God can just like I was saying earlier. Sometimes they're in such a mess. And if they don't get a miracle, they can never come out. But then when they come out, if they come on out and get the teaching, <clears throat> come on and get some teaching, 
so you can keep so you can keep what you what you what uh your deliverance <clears throat> and your help. Number two, the Calvary Road. This is which is renewing your mind and, the, and renewing the mind and the spirit of your mind. So our mind has to, has to be renewed in, with the Word of God, so it will think right. You'll think the word. You won't. You won't think. Well, <clears throat> I'm still hurting, so I must not be healed. You are healed by His stripes, and the manifestation of of you of um, you see in the full manifestation of it comes by getting your mind renewed with the word that says, "By His stripes I'm healed." And like Pastor Kit was saying, he, he he receives healing daily to be able to go. And you know, I, I I say, Lord, thank you for the manifestation of the healing in my body. I thank you for it because the Bible says, "With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God." So you don't. Some people say, "Well, you pray about something which bothers me so much." For somebody to say, "You pray about something one time and you never say it," you just okay. No, I thank God every day for it. I thank Him for my healing. I thank Him that my youth is renewed like the eagles. I thank Him that angels encamped around me. I thank Him for Psalms 91 taking care of me when we're on our, we're traveling and all the things that, that we have to do in our daily life. <clears throat> it says, and be not, uh, in, in Romans 12 and 2, it says, and be not re- uh, conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. In reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside, aside the old self, which is being corrupted in a, a, accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on put the new self, which is the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of of the truth that's in Ephesians four twenty two to twenty four. So <clears throat> that old self life just has to it has to um, we've got to lay it aside. It's not something that just happens. Just like Pastor Kip said, when you got born again, your 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 um your emotions, your mind, yourself, your body, none of that, none of that changed. But you, but you. Uh, instantly change. You got to work it out. You got to work out and get get uh, get lined up with the word. And the only way you can do it is uh, again meditating in that word. And of course, it's, it's talking about Second Corinthians ten ten and five. You you uh, you cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of of God. <clears throat> The Calvary Road takes off layers one at a time, like layers on an onion. So it's 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 like you're always kneeling and asking forgiveness. It's a it's a it's a daily process of getting your self life die to self, but dying to self and coming alive unto God. I reckon myself dead to sin and alive unto God is an awesome scripture. I like to use it because I say, okay, I, I'm 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 redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I have victory in every area of my life as I apply the Word of God. 
<clears throat> the Calvary Road. Number one, confession. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and, and righteous to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So every time you find, if you find yourself in it, you can say, well, I'm cleansed from all unrighteousness. He's, he's faithful. Because I, I could, I know that, that I'm not gonna, it's, it's not gonna work within my strength, but I, I have it. Acknowledge the fruit of destruction, destructive behavior as sin. As long as you're saying, okay, well, oh, it's, everybody's doing it. That's, I mean, that's just me. I was born that, that's my, that's just the way I was born. That's the way it, the doves act. Or that's the way the, whatever. No. Mm-mm. No, I'm not going to receive that. I'm going to, I'm going to rise out of there. I might have to work hard to get out, but I'm going to get out of there. I'm not going to act like somebody that like, like, uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to re- see it as sin just because somebody else is doing it or we've always acted that way. Uh-uh. No, I'm not, re- I refuse to in Jesus name. So now no longer, and there is in Romans 7, 17 and 19 says, so now, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which indwells me. A lot of people they don't want to accept the fact that it's sin. That some things that we do that that the, that is not uh, godly. They just think, okay, the world's doing it. I just, I'm just, I'm all right. No, it's not because you're going to stand before God one day. You're going to give an account of every idle word that we speak. What we have to do is ask, ask yourself. Where did that come from? Who treated me this way? For one, one of the things that we um, can go to the root of the problem. Identify the when you identify the root of the sin, then you ask immediately ask forgiveness. And if you're dealing with someone like so, like you say, a generational curse, and it's coming down. We know that First John five sixteen tells us that if we see a brother sin or sin which is not unto death, we can ask. So if there's something coming down, so that's a, I love that scripture because if it's coming from from a generation, of course you ask forgiveness. So if the but we identify it as sin and 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 quickly ask forgiveness. Plants yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. That's in in Genesis one and twelve. Does anybody have any comments or any questions? They're getting mighty quiet on me now. <laughs> for, so, for they they transgress laws, therefore a curse devours the earth, and those who who, who live in it are held guilty. So when we when uh when we are um planting a bad seed, we're gonna we're gonna reap it. Because he said he he came to fulfill the law, but he he said, "Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap." Um, and uh, confession often often needs to involve another. In James five and sixteen, it says, "Confess your sins one to another." And pray for for one another that you that so that you may be healed. So now that's telling me if I've got something in there, I might not be receiving my healing because I have some unforgiveness or I have something going on. 
Do, do we confess our sins one to another or our faults one to another? How am I going to say, well, your, your sins is Well, sins. a sin is, you know. You, Jesus forgives us of our sins. Does he forgive me? Is it my faults too? I'm confused with that. Okay. Sin seems more. Well, uh, unforgiveness is a sin. Okay. It's a sin to have unforgiveness. But, but is that a, a fault? Yeah, it's a fault. Well, that's a good thing, I know. Fault is something like we all have. It's just something we naturally do. Or how and we've got to confess my sin to you. How do I know what you've been doing tonight before? And here I am confessing my sin to you. What are you? Did I see? Well, confess your thoughts one to another. What it, what it, what really? It's like if you if you have unforgiveness, or if you've got something against you know, it's sin. And so if I help me, Jesus. You've heard him. You've heard. You've heard preachers preach that you uh, must ask the Lord to forgive you of sins of commission. Sins of commission. Okay. Co commission means the, the word sin in Greek is armatia, and it means you break a known law. Okay. Um, thou shalt not commit adultery. You know that's wrong. Mm -hmm. But you go out and you commit adultery. That is a sin. You have violated a known law. And am I supposed to go and tell Janet, just Janet, Janet, I've committed adultery? No. No, no. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. All right. The second thing, the difference between a sin and a fault. Is a fault is you actually are sinning, but you don't know that you're sinning. It's a sin of omission. Did you hear what he said? Mm -hmm. You don't know. It's a sin of omission where you omit to do what was right. Mm -hmm. Commission means that you knew the law, but you broke the law regardless. Omission means you omitted to do what was right. And we don't do what's right sometimes because we don't know that well, you it's don't right. realize it. So a sin is when you know it's wrong, and a fault is when you find out, hey, you know, I've, let's say the law uh, tells us we're supposed to put a widow indeed. A widow yeah. indeed is a woman that has no living relatives. None. No sister, no brother, no aunt, no uncle. She's all alone in the world. But if you don't know that, if it's never been taught you that, that winds up being a fault, not a sin. It's a fault. A sin would be if you knew that she was a widow indeed and you didn't do anything to help her, and that's a sin. So it comes to the knowledge that you have received. Now, there's two problems with men women today and man in general and the book of Romans give us the doctrine of how God dealt with it number one there was two problems with men when it come to God number one it was sin our sin nature that we inherited from Adam God carried Jesus to the cross to destroy and kill the sin nature okay 
So to deliver us from sin, which is the uh, spirit that the devil put in man, so to speak, he fell before the Lord. God had to carry Jesus to the cross and actually kill that spirit. And the second problem was the sins you had committed. And God had prescribed and made a prescription of the blood of Jesus Christ to cover your sins. So it's the blood of Jesus Christ that covers the sin, sins, but it's the death of Jesus Christ that um, gives you victory over the sin nature. It's the death of Jesus, the crucifixion of Jesus, the burial of him, and then you are born again in a new nature. So that sin nature was taken out. So when you ask the question, do I confess my sins and my faults? In some cases, yes. In other cases, no. Now, if you sin to Janice, and you know you sin, and it relates to Janice, you have to go to God, make sure it's all right with you and God, and then you have to go to Janice and get it right to go to Janice. All right? If in your walk you realize, hey, I sin against Janice, but I didn't know I was sinning, that's the fault. You still have to go to her and say, look, I'm sorry, I should have done this, and I didn't do it, and I didn't know I should have done it, so forgive me for my fault. See, are, is, is that explaining it a little bit better? Mm-hmm. You got it? You think? All right, if, if you know, all right. See, it just seems a lot, a lot worse okay. than the fault. This say Janice is blessed with a 6,000 square foot house, and you've been praying to the Lord, and you wanted a 6,000 square foot house. That was your number one desire. Lord, I want a 6,000 square foot house. And lo and behold, God blesses Janice with 6,000 square foot of a house. Now you're jealous of her. Oh, you're yeah. coveting her. You're Lord, you should have gave me that house. Janice, do you, why did you give it to Janice? I want that house. Uh-huh. I want that house. I want that house. Uh-huh. You're coveting. You broke the law. You're sinning against yeah. her. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Let's say I'm down in the law now. Janice is living in that 6,000 square foot house, and her husband passes away. She has no kids. She has no brother, no sister, no aunt, no uncle. And you don't really know what a widow indeed is. So you hear Janice is having some problems keeping the 6,000 square foot house, but you don't move to try to help her at all. That's a fault because you don't. Okay. I'll help you, Janice. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Pastor Kip. You were talking a little bit about messes that people get themselves into. Now, I've got nieces and nephews. They they stay in a mess. And Hallelujah. I don't need that. They, and you figure, like, well, how how much rock bottom do they have to hit before they realize they hit rock bottom? Answer I mean, that, Tina. It's hard to say. <laughs> They'll go to print, they'll go to jail or whatever, full time, come right back out and into the same very mess. That's where them strongholds is on them. I know you good. And it's not only a stronghold on them, it's a stronghold on you. Here's why. 
God said you are to love your brothers and sisters in the agape love of God. The word agape means this. Now get it, get it, get this definition. Get it, get it. You do what's best for that person in that situation and not what they want. Mm -hmm. And every time you fulfill what they want, and it's not the best for them, it's a stronghold in your life. You think you are moving in the love of God, but no, you're not moving in the love of God. You're moving in your love. You have to show them tough love. And that's what the God word is, a tough love. Mm -hmm. It's the hardest thing in life to somebody you really, truly love to step back off of them and let them make their own mistakes. But God does it. He did it with the prodigal son. And he taught the prodigal son a lesson, and the prodigal son did not come back to the father until he had lost everything. Ooh, and sometimes deep. in life, you've got to <laughs> step away from your children and allow them to lose everything. And it's hard to watch. The daddy was sitting up there watching.